Hey guys, you know, there are times in our lives when we come up against some really serious challenges, but there's something that the Lord has given you to help you in those situations and to come into your situation and rescue you out of it. So we're going to discuss that today. And I think you're going to get a lot of encouragement and a lot of hope and uh, just be super excited at the end of all this. Welcome to the God's Best for Your Life podcast with Greg and Sharon Fletcher. Well, hey, everybody. Happy New Year. We're, Merry Christmas. Yeah. Happy New Year. Happy, <laughs> we, uh, happy Valentine's Day. Yes, we, happy we've, St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, we've missed a few of those. <laughs> we've been, we have been really, really busy, and this has been the first time that we really could break away and, and record. Yeah. A but new episode. Oh, but I'm so excited. I yeah. am so excited about this topic because yeah, th- it is so timely. I agree. Oh my goodness. I agree. And I it, think it's, you guys are going to love it. It's something that we all need right now. <laughs> yes. Because yes. the, the, the bad news just keeps on coming. <laughs> so, you know, we're, we're, we're here to encourage you to, to build you up and, and, and really kind of hopefully give you another tool in your toolbox to be able to live yeah. a victorious Christian life. Absolutely. You know, and that, that's what, what we feel like is part of our calling is to help you to be fully equipped to live um, not just barely enough, but victoriously in all the situations that you come across. Our God is more than enough to meet every need. And so we just want to make sure that we always leave you with that. And so today will be no exception. Yeah. Yeah. So how, how do we identify? So our question is this, how do we identify when we are dealing with doubts, fear and unbelief and how we can stir ourselves up? Uh, to to recognize uh, those kinds of scenarios and then what to do about it. So. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna be discussing that and something that I I, I think you know we so this is basically gonna be about faith, yes. right? And and how we can apply faith practically in our lives. Mm-hmm. And and I and what really struck me as we were studying all this and as thinking about it was how precious and how powerful and how um, important faith is. Yes, and God places a lot of importance on it in our lives. Because it, this is kind of one reason why we're still here is he wants us to grow in that faith. Yeah, he could have just you know when we when we uh, received the gift of what Jesus did, uh, he could have just removed us from the earth. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But, but he didn't for a reason. Right. And and it's one of the it's really a cool thing because faith is an area where we get to look like God. And when you think about when he created the world and and he he everything that we see around us, everything was formed from things that were not seen, it says. Um, and in Genesis, he said, let there be light. And there was light. That was faith in act- in, 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 in action. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and when, so when he makes us in his image, that's, that's, that's how we get to look like him. That, that's, that's an area where we get to grow into his, into his likeness, mm-hmm. you know, as he directs us. And it's really a really cool thing. Yes, I agree. So, Sometimes, you know, and as we've talked about, there's lots of situations that, that we deal with, you know, like, let's say our work, right? I know, mm-hmm. I know my work can be quite stressful sometimes. And so there's, there's, there's that. And then there's also like family, you know, mm-hmm. whenever you have family, uh, whether you, it's your children or your parents, or maybe it's extended family or it's extended, extended family, you know, there, there's always, uh, situations because everybody's living, mm-hmm. everybody's out there living and, and, the and, and dealing with, with all kinds of, of scenarios. Uh, otherwise, you know, there, there's opportunities, you know, there's a lot of times where, 
uh, or a challenge will come into your life, you know, and that can be quite stressful. And, and, and even, then, even a good thing, even good positive change, any kind of change can yeah. cause stress. And, it, and you know, another thing is, is certain challenges, you know, like if you have to overcome something, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe in your health or, or, uh, or in, 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 a, in your finances or those kinds of things. You know, another word for challenges is also afflictions, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, the, the Bible has a really great, uh, a really great uh, Psalm. Psalm thirty four nineteen has a really cool thing. It says, many are the afflictions or the challenges of the righteous, but the Lord delivers them out of them all. Yeah. And that yeah, is such a really great scripture. And it so, is. you know, in that scripture, God's, He's, he's doing a few things. First, he's casting vision into the hearts of his people. You know, he's trying to help them understand that it's not just about the affliction. Mm-hmm. It's about his response to the, to the affliction. Right, you know? right. And, and, and we were talking about this earlier, that God sometimes gives us, gives us these opportunities to grow our faith. Yeah. Because, I mean, he absolutely could answer those every single prayer immediately, but he doesn't. Well, it, 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 if if he just answered everything before we had to deal with it, we'd never grow. Mm-mm. No, we we'd never be strong. We'd we'd never learn that faith. No, we would never learn how how his economy works, how his his power works, and we would always we'd just be little children. We would just always be like, wah wah, you know. We would never yeah, learn feed me, feed me. to be who he wants us to be. Right, right. right. There's a there's a psalm that um that David. A verse in, in Psalms where it says, uh, where David says that my, my heart is like a weaned child within me, mm. you know, and what he's talking about is he's talking about a child that's, that's no longer nursing, but is still just comforted by the, the parent, mm-hmm. by the mother, but, but isn't looking for anything because they know that they're going to be fed and taken care of, you know? So, so that's yeah, when you're, when you're really little, you, yeah. you pay your panic. Yeah. <laughs> You're like I'm hungry. I don't even have a deal. I can't eat right now. Wah, wah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but as as we mature in the Lord, I, I think as as we're young believers, these 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 challenges can mm-hmm. seem like mountains yes. because we don't know that God is going to be faithful. Yeah. We haven't experienced that. But yeah. as we grow, God wants us to be paying attention and to be remembering and to be writing these things down on our heart, yeah. if not even in a in, in a journal or something. Well, and, and you notice in that in that Psalm 34, we talk about this, as many are the afflictions, right? Many mm-hmm. are the challenges, yeah. right? God's not saying that there won't be challenges. In fact, he's affirming in us, guess what? You've signed up for Challenge City. Yeah, well, you it know? says, oh, Jesus tells us, in this world, you will have tribulation. Yeah. yeah. So whether or not you're a believer or not, your life is going to have challenges. So, so then you can draw a conclusion from that, that just because you have an affliction or a challenge, uh, in your work or your family, your relationships, in your health and your finances, just because that problem comes up doesn't mean that something's wrong in that regard because God's already warned you that you're going to have challenges. It doesn't mean that God's forgotten about yeah, you. Yeah, it's not that God's disappeared, you know. And it doesn't mean that God's powerless to help you. Yeah, it doesn't mean that he's that he's not you know, around and that he's absent. And you know, God, why have you forsaken me, right? Yeah. It's not that way. Yeah, he only forsook. Jesus. Yeah. So that we wouldn't be. And so when we know that there are going to be challenges and afflictions, it changes us. It changes how we would approach it because it won't be a surprise. Yeah. You know, a lot of times the enemy does do that. He'll surprise you with a challenge and it, it, it just for the shock factor. <laughs> yeah. You know, he, he just wants to jar you, you know, and there's a lot of times it works. It really does. There's a lot of times you'll just be, 
going about your business, you know, and then bam, you know, some kind of something will come out of from left field and you'll be like dazed Yeah. sometimes no, for, for quite a while before you snap out of it like we were talking about before, yeah. right? And I think um, when, when you're really starting to irritate the devil, he will start, he, he can start multiplying them to where you don't get a break. You know, yeah. we've likened, there have been it, seasons where we felt challenge like. Challenge after challenge yeah, after challenge. Where we felt like mm-hmm. we were st- we were over our heads in the ocean. Yeah. Just hitting, being hit by wave, yep. by wave, yep. by wave. But, you know, even in those, in those, what it feels like that, we got to remember, it's just a feeling. Yeah. God is still there. Yeah. And God is still faithful, and God will still lead us well, through all well, this. What I think you're, what you're describing here is the natural man and the understanding of the natural man versus mm-hmm. the the understanding of the spiritual mm-hmm. man, right? Mm-hmm. And, when, and so, the the thing that we're we're trying to focus on today is is how to get over into that spiritual man aspect. And then if you've if you've spent some time in the Scripture and you're starting to understand that it is God's will to help you when you're in those moments. Now suddenly you can start to look for that help, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, look to the hills from whence cometh my help. I love yeah. that that yeah, that song. Me too. You know, so let's go look at uh, Mark eleven twenty three. It says, "Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says is going to happen, it will be granted him." Now Jesus was making a remarkable promise here, a statement, a statement of fact. Right, but it's it, it will only appear, and really appeal to the spiritual man. The natural man's gonna go. Uh, we're gonna throw a mountain into the sea. <laughs> what? What good will that do me? <laughs> you know, or or they'll they'll say oh, oh, it, that Jesus was speaking in parables, or that he was just speaking upon the principles of whatever that is. But and granted, I'm not saying we're gonna be casting physical mountains into the seas. Although it's been done, it <laughs> it sure has, but. Really, Jesus is trying to encourage our faith. He's mm-hmm. trying to say, hey, look, you can defy the natural. Yeah. And as a spiritual being mm-hmm. in the image of, made in the image of God, you should be. Yes. So um, I remember a, a, a great pastor that we sat under for a while made a statement that says, you know, you must first acknowledge your mountain before you can cast it into the sea. And I always mm-hmm. thought that was very significant because it doesn't fly in the face of that there are no problems, right? Because right. we've heard that teaching. And I know that the people who've made those statements were really just trying to encourage people to look past their mountains. Yeah, that, that, that the problem wasn't really yeah. a problem because it wasn't a problem for God. Yeah, and and that's still true. But, you know, you got to start somewhere. Sure. So it, it's okay for you to go, hey, I'm hurting. Yeah. Or my finances aren't too great. Yeah. Or I've got, I've got a health issue, right? Especially when you're talking to the Lord. Yes. He wants you to be honest yeah. with him about what you're struggling with and yeah. what your challenges are and how you feel about it. He doesn't even mind hearing how you feel about it. Yeah, but don't back away from the idea that you have a challenge. In fact, since since God's already acknowledged in his word here that that you're going to be handling that problem through his power, then you can start to be real about, okay, I have some issues. I have some challenges. And what that does is that takes the sting out of it. And it starts you down that road of, of letting your spirit man be more in control than your natural, you know, your understanding, your mind, your emotions, those kinds of things. You know, I want to, I want to take another step in a, a little bit of a tangent and, and remind everyone that just because you have a problem doesn't mean that you've done something wrong. Yeah. 
yeah. because I think a lot of times condemnation can come in with that fear. Well, you might well you might problems. have contributed to it, and so the enemy's right there to beat you up about it. But for God to show up, that's not a that's not a, a requirement or or a or a, a thing to keep it God from showing up. Oh yeah, I mean if you look at Ephesians chapter two. It says, but God being rich in mercy and because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our sins, made us alive together with so Christ. our behavior is not going to keep God from helping you. Right. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, it was our behavior that got him to help us. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you're dead. You need help. Yeah. I'm going to go out of my way when you're completely helpless, didn't ask for help. See, now that's hard Yeah. on the mind yeah. and the emotions you because... We're justice driven, mm-hmm. right? We are just like, that's not fair. Yeah. We want to have this, you know, and the problem is, is when that's us, that's no fun to think about, right? Oh, that old saying that you want justice for yourself, but mercy, you know, for... <laughs> yeah, you, you want justice for others. Yeah, you want Mercy everybody. for yourself. <laughs> <Yeah>. Yes. <laughs> it's true. And and uh, in, the, in the natural, that's the way it feels, yeah, right? Yeah. And the good news is, the good news of the gospel is that does not apply to us those that are in Christ Jesus. Amen. You know. Amen. Thank you Jesus. So the next thing is we, yeah, and again we don't need to pretend there is no challenge but instead we can acknowledge it. We can we can say nope, I have a mountain, right? And then we can start to shift over into looking at that mountain through the lens of God's power and character, right? Because this is what Jesus was referring to. Jesus knew how powerful mm-hmm. his father was. Yeah. And he also knew how good his father was. Yeah. And since Jesus came and died for us, and, you know, we're, we're heading into into Easter, and and granted, we're going to be celebrating the resurrection, and and really, it's a great message right now to to really receive the fullness of Jesus's death and resurrection, because it that's what makes the difference. That's mm. that's what enables us to have a relationship with our Father, and for the Father to not look with judgment upon us anymore Mm -hmm. that way we can we can boldly come before his throne of grace in a time of need right because jesus has paved the way yeah he has made it he has made a way the bible says that he's made it a way uh, of peace where there was no peace you know i just love that whole thing and i love meditating on the fact that 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 the cross and our salvation through christ was god's idea yeah he did that on purpose because he wanted you to qualify for everything that Jesus qualified for. Yeah, that just blows my mind. So let's let's look. Let's look in a let's look in an Old Testament scripture about somebody who had some challenges, and then they it was all about how they looked at it. Hey, why don't you read uh, Numbers thirteen, thirty through thirty three? Sure. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, "We should by all means." Go up and take possession of it. He's talking about, I guess they're they're on their way to the promised land, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and and they've probably spied it out, and they came back and said, "Oh, it's great." Well, a lot of them said, "No, we can't yeah, do they, it." They had a mixture of reports. <laughs> yes, good, bad, the ugly. Mm-hmm. So this was Caleb's response. Caleb and Joshua, but they said then Caleb quieted the people before Moses. So he said, "Hey, quiet down," and said, "We should by all means go up and take possession of it, for we will surely overcome it." But the men who had gone up with him said, we're not able to go up against the people. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> for they are too strong for us. So they gave out to the sons of Israel a bad report of the land, which they had spied out, saying, the land through which we have gone in spying it out is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people whom we saw in it were men of great size. There also we saw the Nephilim, and we 
became like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we were in their sight. And so they went out, spied the land, and then they got a, they got bad news. They had a challenge. Yeah. Right? So, yeah, yeah there, there were giants in the land. Mm-hmm. You know, the Nephilim were giants. And, and interestingly enough, I like that last thing. It says, and it says, and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. And so we were in our own sight. So they accepted yeah. that that bad report as truth. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and it's funny that because they thought that about themselves, that the giants thought that about them. Yeah. Or that they real, they thought that that's what the giants thought about them. We find out later that they didn't. Yeah. What's, what's really funny is that if we find out later that they were actually afraid of the well, Israelites. <laughs> and what they mean by grasshoppers is that they just really weren't a match for it. They couldn't win in a fight, yeah. you know. Yeah. And understand that there's always going to be a battle. Whenever yeah. you have a challenge, there will be a battle. You're not going to get out of it. Yeah. You you can't stick your head in the sand and pretend there's no battle. Yeah. You're going to have to battle. So if you're going to have to do something, at least you ought to try to win. Yeah. You know, there's no reason to roll over, no. you know. So, and then uh, if you're not, one of the things that's really kind of encouraging, so they, in a lot of ways, Israel was over in over its head, right? They were trying to do something that they were really not capable of doing. But that's really part of the good news because God's not called us to safety. He's called us into places where we will have to get in over our head. Mm-hmm. And so if we're not in over our head, then we're really not being pressed to where our faith is really going to need, be needed. You know, you and I were just talking about that earlier, is that as you grow in the Lord, that tr- challenges and trials will come into your life that you physically cannot overcome on your own. I mean, like there will be just some massive debt that if the Lord doesn't show up, you're going to have to go into bankruptcy or yeah. something major is going to happen or some maybe some major health issue or... Um, a, a child issue or whatever, but there are going to be things that come into your life that you can't handle on your own. And God allows those so that we can learn his faithfulness. Yeah. You know, and, and I believe, I believe that, that, you know, and he does it on his timing. Yeah. You know, and, and, you know, it's, it's interesting because we feel frustrated. We, we get mad at God. Why are you doing this to me? I thought you loved me, but as according to the word of God, that is love for God to, to teach us faith. You know, if you look at, um, I was looking it up, it's in first Peter chapter. Let me see what chapter it is. Uh, first Peter chapter one, it says, uh, in verse six, it says, in this, you greatly rejoice, even though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been distressed by various trials so that the proof of your faith being more precious than gold, which is perishable, even though tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So God's perspective on your faith is that it's gold. That's how valuable it is. You know, and 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 I think we just kind of look at it as a... Well, a lot of people, they don't believe they have faith. Yeah. You know. But another thing to truly think about, and specifically it was like we were reading this story, was God can't get glory for something that you can do for yourself. Mm, that's good. You know, if, if it's something that you can just take care of yourself, you're not going to have a lot of easy, easy things giving God glory for. And, you know, and God wants to get the glory. 
Yeah, well, he the, the whole purpose of us being here is to proclaim his goodness yes. and his love. And if your life can can be a reflection of that, yeah, then that's that's amazing. You know, I mean, it, it's you know, Paul talked about that God cho- chooses the humble things to confound the wise. Yeah. You know, the foolish things of the world to confound the wise, and that's for that's for that very reason because they looked at just like like in in the book of Acts. When, when they saw Peter and all the disciples, they were very eloquent and they were speaking boldly about Jesus Christ. And they were like, who are these people? Yeah. I mean, they're, they're not educated. What are they talking about? How, how, how did Again, they get that we're, we're back. We're back to that. <laughs> we're back to the, the natural laws of, of that you have to earn everything. Yeah, that's you know? what we believe sometimes. And, yeah. and granted, it is good to work and it is good to produce and to do those things. But... God wants to always be introducing a chance where we're receiving his provision. Yeah. yeah. He, he wants to actively be providing in our lives and showing his faithfulness and showing up for our needs because he loves us and he yeah. wants he wants us to know him. And he's had it way too long where his children didn't know him. And and that's why he sent Jesus. You know, he sent Jesus so that he could have a relationship with his kids. And, and I think, it, I mean, don't, I mean, I, I believe that, it really shows off God's goodness when he can use people like us. I mean, people that are of no, of no repute on their own, you know, people that like, I'm a Midwestern housewife, <laughs> I mean, you know, but God, God's doing amazing things. And, and, and people look at me and go, well, it can't be her. <laughs> so it's gotta be God. God's gotta be real. So I think, I think it's important that we allow ourselves to meditate on the idea that God wants to use us. He wants to show up in our lives. And he wants to show us how awesome he is. So let's take a, a let's take another situation, another scenario that we find in scripture and and kind of talk about again that the challenge response, challenge and and the faith response. Yeah. You know, one is is the story of David and Goliath, which we've, you know, everybody's heard, but it's always a good choice, you know. And so, you know, the you've heard that scripture says the just shall live by faith. And I think that we need to read, there's a few scriptures where you can kind of see the whole idea that David and Goliath was really about faith. You know, when David was, was when David was out tending the flocks and, and away from the battle, you know, the Israel and, and the Philistines were, were lining up in the valley and, uh, and they, and the Philistines threw their uh, Goliath out there and nobody wanted to mess with him, you know? <laughs> And uh, David wasn't a part of all that. You know, I think God separated him on purpose, you know, out into the fields because he he, he wasn't milling about all the other soldiers because the other, all the soldiers were, you know, their knees were knocking and nobody, everybody was scared. David was out away from all that and God then brought him in, you know, yeah. later after it was all over. They, I think they went and got him. And then he came in and was like, what's y'all's problem? <laughs> You know, well, and, well, what we see is that David's response to Goliath was the same response that Caleb had yeah. to 
those giants that were in the promised land. Yeah. And that's that, yeah, they're, they're big, but God's bigger. Yeah, God's with us. You know, you and, know? and that was the the That's major, the response, right? That's the, that's the big response to those mountains. So, so anytime something hard comes at you, you should respond to it, that God is with me. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, that's that's a situation that's going to have to change. Yeah. But my God is bigger. And that's faith, really. And, and faith, I like to think of faith as that believing that God would will do what he says he will do, mm-hmm. right? And and having that sureness that, you know what? God's going to be with me. God's going to help me. Mm-hmm. So let's look in the Word for a couple of areas, some scriptures that, that I think are beneficial for that. So let's start off with Romans uh, chapter 117. It says, For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. So God's just helping you establish that you're going to have to be a person of faith. You're Mm -hmm. going to have to be a person who believes that God will do what he says he will do. Yeah, I think your first foray into that was when you believe in Christ as your salvation, which, I mean, is a huge step of faith. It is. So, I mean, it can be, it's probably the biggest of all, to be honest with you. Because and the you're most talking, important. Yeah. And the most important. Yeah. Absolutely. The most impactful. Because you're basically saying, I believe that someone that lived on this earth 2,000 years ago did something for me that wipes out all of my guilt and my my sin consciousness. Yeah. And, I mean, you, and, you, and you just have it. to receive it. You just it. have to believe yeah. it. Yeah. You just, you just have to take it by faith. Yeah, you do. So then let's go look at Galatians 3.11. It's very similar. It says, but that no man is justified by the law in the sight of God. It is it is evident for the just shall live by faith. So ah, he's telling us again, thing. right? <laughs> and and really that one's talking about the law of God, like the, the Ten Commandments and, and, and the Hebrew law and that kinds of things work. Because yeah. a lot of people would use their ability to keep the rules yeah. As a as a guarantee of a relationship with God. And, and to try to please God that way. Yeah. And so we're back to if you've messed up, right? If you've messed up, then God's not happy with you. And that keeps you from uh, enjoying and uh, and coming to him when you need him. Again, that's a lie. That's been handled by the, the death yeah. and resurrection yeah. of Christ. And hallelujah, right? So again, he's saying you must live by faith. You must, right? It's not an option. You must, right? Last last scripture I wanted to kind of talk about was um, Hebrews ten thirty eight. It says, "Now the just shall live by faith." Right there, it is again. <laughs> I think he's trying to tell us something. But if any man draw back, my soul will have no pleasure in him. Hmm. So God's not only he's not he's not only trying to exhort you to live in faith, but he's saying, "And don't back off." Yeah. Because that actually. It just doesn't help me. you. It yeah. disappoints me. You, yeah. you can do better. Yeah. He's giving you everything you need to walk in faith. Mm-hmm. So he, he wants, that's why it's, it's good to be reading your Bibles and praying and yeah. that kind of thing because that builds you up. Yeah. And then you're, you're more likely to start flexing, right? And then uh, another scripture that, that came to mind was Romans 14, 23. Now this one, this one tickles a little bit because after a while, once you start walking in this kind of thing, you start going, oh, okay. And, and it says, whatever is not of faith is sin and you're going whoa so there's 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 a serious dark side to all this that if you don't walk in faith if you don't become this person that god wants you to be it's sin well i think if we if we look take the unpack that it it kind of makes sense because when you're not walking by faith you're walking by works and so you're trying to earn Mm -hmm. what god's trying to give you through christ 
And that's a sin because what you're saying is that you're what trying Jesus to become did, your own righteousness. You're trying, you're trying to be your own savior. Yeah. You're back to the law. Again. You know, it's, it talks yeah. about that you've fallen from grace when you start doing, living by the law again. Yeah. That's what, that's the whole story of Galatians. So was, you're, when you're, yeah, when you're trying to, uh, to, to earn it and to live yeah. by it, you know, yeah. what said Galatians. so that's yeah. kind of what he's talking about there. I believe is is that you know when you're not walking by faith and you're not walking in the knowledge and the conscious trust you're trying to that, rely on yourself. Yeah, you're trying to rely on your own abilities and you're going to first of all you're not going to get very far. No. And it doesn't please God because you're, it doesn't show that you know him or that you trust him. Yeah. You know, and that and that to believe us the, the the like the relationship with Jesus that you were talking about that that whole thing is about throwing yourself on 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 the cross and yeah. trusting God with yeah. your life, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I know I've had many examples in my life of, of where I've needed to lean on God. And, you know, as a man, you know, I, I, I'm charged with being strong and solving the problems and slaying the dragons. Right. And, <laughs> and there's just been so many times where I have, um, tried as hard as I could and failed, you yeah. know, and, and God just keeps reminding me that, that it's not about that. It's not about that. I failed. It's really about that I didn't lean on him through the process. Mm. It's easy to get consumed with your problems and to say, you know, I'm going to go handle the problems. When really the handling of the problems is you get on your knees yeah, and you say, God, can you help me? I need your help to solve these things. God's not asking us to go off and solve our own problems and come back to him saying, look what I did for you, dad. Yeah. He's saying, dad, can you come help me with my problems? Yeah. That's really the difference. Yeah. And, and our flesh wants to go off and earn things and, and conquer and come back and show everyone what we did. Whereas the relationship that God wants us to do is very much like Jesus did. Mm-hmm. Jesus prayed every day and, and leaned on the power of, of, of his father to, fill, to fulfill his purpose, which was to save us all. And so he set the example for all of us that a, a submitted life to our heavenly father is really what's going to bring about the victory. Mm. And because he did have that deep relationship with the father, he knew that the, that, that he was going to answer his prayers, Yeah, you know, and, and because he knew about the goodness of God and he knew that he walked in God's favor, he knew that when he said, Lazarus come forth, that Lazarus would come forth. Yeah. You know, so I think that's, that's a place where God wants us to live as well. He, he wants us to understand that we have the same spirit in us that Christ walked in. Yeah. And we have the same authority that G- that Christ walked in, and we have the same favor on our on our lives that Christ walked in, you know. And and the Holy Spirit directs us just like He directed Jesus, mm-hmm. you know. So so with confidence we can we can say that if God is for me, who can be against so me? So much has been done. Yes. Yeah. So Ephesians six ten says, "Finally, be strong in the Lord, and in the strength of His might." Right. It doesn't say work hard and prove yourself to God. Yeah. It says to really give in, finally be strong in the Lord and be in the strength of his might. God wants, he's telling you it's okay to completely lean on him and his grace Yeah. for what you're going to do. Yeah. And what, what happens after all, when you do that, when you abandon self and you throw yourself on, I love on, that on word abandon because I think that's, that's accurate. Word it is. There. And you, when you abandon yourself and you throw yourself on the grace of Christ, your faith starts to grow because God will show up again and again mm-hmm. and again. And after a while, you'll start you'll start to to know deep down inside at a at a at a deep level. And then when a challenge comes up, you'll find yourself kind of being like a like a beagle, 
you'll start barking at the problems that come at you. You'll be like, no, I didn't. That ain't the way it goes down. That's not my, my heavenly father's not going to put up with that. And, and, and you'll start, you, you start finding yourself kind of being this, this much stronger, more determined, focused individual that you automatically just start to bear this kind of fruit. And, and I find that to be a fascinating transformation. I really do. I really just think it's amazing. So, and, th- and again, this won't stop your challenges. This is just how you answer your challenges because mm-hmm. the challenges are going to keep coming. Yeah. And if you know they're going to keep coming, well, then you just got to keep working out in the word, you know, and yeah. being strong and in the strength of his might, you know. And getting to know him every day and, and you know, and tell him the things that you're, that your challenges. Yeah. You know, you know, bring those things to him that are, that are on your heart. I don't care if it's, you know, something really huge or something really little. I mean, it could be something like maybe your toenail's messed up. I mean, <laughs> yeah, if you get an ingrown toenail yeah, and it's infected or but something. You, but yeah. God wants you to take that to him and yeah. say, Lord, this is what I'm dealing with. Yeah. Now, now he will give you wisdom to handle that. Either someone will come to you that says, oh, you know, I just got dealt with this or whatever. Yeah. Or you'll find an article or something. But the Lord will help you with that. He absolutely will. God wants us to live a life of significance. And you cannot be significant. And safe at the same time. It's just not going to happen. So you're going to have to learn how to walk like this. You're going to have to learn how to pray. Yeah. You're going to have to learn how where the promises are in the Word that you can you can hold them up and you can say you know my God will meet all my needs through His riches and glory in Christ Jesus because that's what it says and He wrote it. Remember mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit inspired to have the Word yeah. written. That is God's perfect will for you. You know, and so. I really want to kind of end up, I want to kind of finish up with this, that this thought is that he will lead you into that deep water that we were talking about, where you must rely on him to be victorious. God has not called you out into the deep for you to fail, Mm -hmm. but to succeed. Yeah. And the good news is, is he is with you and he is leading you towards victory. And just like Peter, when he was on the water, if, if we will keep our eyes on Jesus, just like Caleb, just like David, they had that spirit of faith in them. Yep. If we'll keep our eyes on um, what we can, you can, I've heard it said, you glance at the problem and gaze at Jesus. Yes. You gaze at the word of God. And, and when you do that, you're going to succeed. Yeah. You will walk in victory. It'll you, feed you. No matter how long faith. it takes, yep. no matter how hard it is, you will walk through this victoriously if you will do those things. And God will respond to your faith. He will absolutely respond. He will show up with a huge smile on his face yes he will well thank you for hanging out with us today we hope that this message encourages you i know i am encouraged to keep pressing in with god and to trust him and to and to dig in and to trust his power and the strength of his might and so we if we would encourage you that uh, there, we have lots more resources at this message uh, really helped you. We encourage you to go visit our website at gods-best.com. Uh, you can find us on social media. Uh, we would appreciate also if you would forward this message to somebody in your life that maybe could use this kind of encouragement. And uh, we just want to uh, just really encourage you to reach out to people who are struggling near you and be salt and light in their lives and help them to become who they need to be. And let's, let's really help each other through these dark and, 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 and uh, confusing seasons that we're all having to go through. But I just want to just encourage you to do that. Step out 
don't don't be afraid to try to help people don't be afraid to try to encourage people and you can do it you can do it god will be with you but i'm greg and this is sharon and uh and we know that you can have god's best for your life and we're here to help